This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. This week we're talking about gear, and the reason we're talking about gear is there was a thread on, I think it was VoiceOver Universe, where someone was asking if you should list your gear in a profile. Now, my question is, for our panel of experts, um, is there any value in listing your gear on your profile? Well, I can, if, if everyone's happy to, I can lead out here. Uh, the Voodoo Sound website does list uh, the highlights of the gear in my studio and some of the plugins. Um, the reason I did that was because uh, obviously I'm fighting against higher end studios, so I want to be taken seriously and I want to sort of emphasize the fact that, you know, this isn't just a, a crappy little PC in the corner and a microphone and, and, and a, chair, a pair of computer monitors, but I'll mix your TV commercial. I wanted to make it obvious that, you know, there's a reasonable investment here to get you the best sound you can. Um, I, I don't know, George or Robert or any of you, I suppose, for, for a voiceover artist, would the proof just be in the pudding? Would you really care what they've got in their room? That's a good question. I mean, for your purposes, of course, Robert and um, Robbo, you know, you're selling your production skills as well as the fact that you have a product professional studio. So for you guys, it clearly, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, every commercial production studio I've ever seen with a website will list their gear. They're very proud of it. I don't, I don't think so, oh, actually. Well, you can Good. debate me on that. Dissenting. That's awesome. Great, let's I argue. I like it. <laughs> but I know in the world of voiceover, it's far less common for voice actors to list what gear they have in their home studios on their website. Um, some do. I mean, obviously the ones who are probably the most proud of their studios are going to do it. I mean, if you really have invested in quite a considerable sum in the industry standard equipment that you expect to see in studios nowadays, then probably listing that stuff is important. But really what the client needs to know is how can they connect to you? Are you going to be available on Source Connect, on ISDN? Are you going to have those tools? That's what the clients really need to know is how to get a hold of you, I think. So yeah. most aren't probably going to bother with all that. Okay, Robert, you're the okay. dissenter. What do you think? Um, I, I think specifically from a point of view of equipment, the people that gain the most from listing their equipment are the music studios, what amps you have, what instruments do you have, what EQs, plugins, all of that. That's definitely destination Yeah, gear. music studios versus uh, I think, post yeah. houses. Post houses, I think really it's like what spots did you do and what's on your reel. General gear, I think it's like, you know, general capabilities need to be mentioned. Mentioning ISDN or Source Connect or, you know, even saying things like multiple booths uh, for a production studio, like that kind of stuff can make a difference. But I, I think really where it helps to list gear is more just kind of saying, I'm proud of my setup, I stand behind it. And people, especially a producer, you know, more not, not a music producer, but more like an agency producer, they don't care what mic you're on. Um, when when it gets to me to record, the talent's already picked. So I, even if the talent doesn't have the right mic, it's not like they're not going to get the, the gig. So that doesn't actually make a difference. Um, but there might be some circles in the voiceover world where, you know, maybe mentioning the right gear makes a difference. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure it does. I, I think basically it's all results matters, and that's all it is. It's like what, what your work speaks for yourself. Yeah, you can have the greatest mic pre's and the and the you know the best Neumann mics in the universe, but if you don't know how to use them, then it's all goes to, it all goes to waste, doesn't it? Yeah, right. It's just more about the gear as 
to what it does for your business. I'm available here. I can do a phone patch. I can whatever. I have a fax machine. <laughs> you can fax me a script. If like yeah. that's you know maybe just well, what am I capable of? But it's sort of assumed that you have a good mic, you have a good preamp, you have a quiet space, a good booth. You know something that you've got all your stuff sorted out. But if listing your gear is a way of giving people confidence, then maybe for one in 10 people that know what it is, are like, oh yeah, he's got a 416. I know what that is. Here's a question for you then, Robert, based on what you've just said. How far down the price chain do you expect that the person with the voice booth under the stairs has a good mic, a quiet space, and a great preamp? I'd say that there's two types of people that have, you know, like the common expected gear, you, you know, your U87, your 416. And those are like those that either have the budget to buy it in advance before really establishing their career and they're just going gung-ho and they're a little bit geeked out about it too. And so they're just sort of going straight straight for the nines. But the other, the other one is just someone who's been in the business for a while and knows what equipment to accumulate and what are the important pieces. And so I think it does speak to your experience and your seriousness and those kinds of things, but... Do I, I, th- I think that you've got pro people that have really great setups and you've got some pro people that basically are like, I just go to other people's studios. I don't, like they don't even want to have their own setup at home sometimes. They try to avoid that and so they might not have. But generally, lower end gear I would expect for a more newbie talent if I was trying to read a book by the cover and I knew that they were on a Marshall microphone, I might be like, hmm. Maybe they haven't been doing this for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think if you're using it as a marketing, like if you use your website very heavily to market you as a voice talent and you do expect people to find you on your website, then I think it does make sense to showcase that you're a professional with a professional studio because it's just part of your marketing profile. But if that's not the way you're casting yourself so much, you're, you know, it's more through referrals or through agents and all that kind of stuff, then it doesn't matter at all because no one's ever going to look. They don't care. So I think it does depending on how you market yourself, how you're getting jobs. I think uh, for, for me, if I saw someone, and I've seen a couple who are, you know, regarded as top of the game professionals, and then I know exactly what they've got, their setup, and some of them are pretty appalling. Uh, it's probably best they don't list anything they've got. Right. But then that's interesting. Is them is them working from a home studio that is below par for someone of their stature, is that actually doing their business a, a detriment? Is it? Is it- I, 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 think, I, I think it could if you list the wrong gear or it looks like, you know, you have sh- shoddy gears. You know, like chances are the people that don't know what the high-end gear is, they also don't know what the low-end gear is. So it might not do help or harm, but I, I think the message, however you do it, listing name brand gear or just saying, I have my situation sorted, it's a professional studio, period. Yeah, it's an expectation. Like if you're a master builder, for instance, and you, you proclaim to be you know, a master builder, then people don't expect you to turn up with a $2 hammer. <laughs> you know, and a, well, that's so, a good question. Have you ever seen a contractor's website with a list of their uh, DeWalt tools? Yeah, or I mean, their, that, no, that makes, exactly. That makes the assumption that you know which hammers are $2 and which hammers were purchased by the government for $100. Usually <laughs> the one that flies, flies off the handle and goes through the window is the $2 one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a builder's website where they list, uh, maybe if they have some heavy equipment, you know, like we can dig trenches or whatever, but they're not going to go through and... Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Gear as it is for capabilities, but gear as it is for bragging rights. I use a 1073 with a 416 that was built before the change of Sennheiser over to Neumann, and therefore they used, you know, it's like, right. <laughs> That's a geek stuff. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's a gear sluts talk, which is not hiring, nobody hiring you cares about that stuff at all. Yeah. Exactly. That sounds a bit like me. Anyway. Um. <laughs> you know, this goes to the other conversation we had where it's like, you know, what, what does better gear do? Does it really sound better? And, and one of the comments we were talking about was maybe it just gives you the confidence to read that whole thing with confidence because you're standing behind a $5,000 mic. Do your clients sure. know you got a $5,000 mic? No, but maybe you sound like it. It's like putting on a really, you're... really nice suit. You know, you feel sharp. Um, there's yeah. a little bit to that. There's, I, I, yeah, absolutely. You're going to feel proud at a really good quality mic in a well-designed studio that you've invested in. And that is going to have some psychological effects, you know, on your performance. So there's some truth to that. Yeah. So, so if you list your gear, then nothing to be embarrassed about if you're proud of it and you stand by it and it doesn't hurt to list it. I don't think it buys you anything for people that don't really know what the acronym is. I think the bottom line is it doesn't hurt. Like, does it hurt? Is someone ever going to look at your gear list if it's professional stuff and go, why would he list that? I'm not hiring that guy. Only if you list gear and you have no demo. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yeah, like if you're showing you're completely fresh off the Apple cart, you just, you know, and you just hung out a shingle and you don't have a demo or anything that shows you have a history. Okay, that's that, that would be lame. But for everybody else who's working already to have the gear listed on the website somewhere, not front and center, but you know, in a menu someplace, that can't hurt, can it? Can't hurt. No, I don't think no. so. You could probably list lots of gear that a lot of people would put their nose up at, and most of your clients won't know. It's just your your you know your fellow voiceover person will be like, "Ooh, you don't use a four sixteen." Yeah. Well, also, do you have to say what brand it is? Can you say I'm using a um, Condent a large diaphragm condenser cardioid microphone, going into a solid state mic preamp, going into a you know blah blah twenty four bit AD converter da 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 da. Right, my my microphone is a MXL four sixteen. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, that'll, MXL forty one six. Yep, but I, I think the key is if uh, without listing the gear, if you have the gear, then it's one issue that you don't have to worry about as a talent. When you're doing a session, you're not going to worry about your microphone because you know it's a high-quality microphone. It's not going to let you down. Mm. You're not going to worry about your preamp because you spent good money on that. That shouldn't let you down either. If you've got a, a really good PCI card or however you get into your computer, that's the uh, another issue out of the, the equation. So for, you know, peace of mind as a talent, good gear will certainly give you that. I mean, list your, list your internet connection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's gear. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. But, yeah. But can, I, can I go back one step before all that? Is if you're going to have all that gear, know how to use it. Like, yeah, of you know course. what I mean. Like, you've got to understand how to use this stuff before you go. Hey, I've got all this because you could have the best sounding pops on the planet, or you know, yep. the, be the best sounding off mic voiceover in the world. You know what I mean? It's if you don't understand how it works I, before all that. I think so much of it is like less is more too. Like. You get all this gear and you don't know how to hook it up and now it's clouding your mind because you're you're sort of lost within the gear. And really all you need is a quality preamp, quality microphone. 
Like if you're yeah. if you're like 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 what's the other gear you want to list? Your your gate that you're hiding your noise with? You want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think the key is if you get an email back from the studio you've just done a session for, and they send you an email saying that voiceover was hot, and you reply by saying thank, thank you, you. <laughs> y- you're an idiot. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah. So I guess to sum up our topic though, what we're saying here is there are probably times that listing your gear is good. There are probably times that it's bad, and there are probably times that it doesn't really matter, and you have to kind of figure out which one. Is, of those answers is the right one for you. Is that sort of summing up what we've said today? Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think so. it first depends on who you are. Are you a studio? Know your market. Are you a, yeah, exactly. Know your market, know who your competitors are, look, see what they're doing, and uh, make sure you fit into the norm so that you don't look like an outlier. And then yeah. put it all on Google Maps so everyone knows. Like Maybe you can take a photograph of your key so that they can go to Home Depot and recreate it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I was going to say put it on Google Google Maps and that way, you know, the, the burglar th- three suburbs away knows where to come to fleece all this really expensive gear. I think exactly. it's exactly what Robert right. was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, get an alarm. Then maybe that's the priority gear that you should list on your website. My studio has an alarm and a very vicious dog. <laughs> Who farts a lot. Who farts named a lot. Named Gear. <laughs> yeah, named Gear. <laughs> uh, I, think yes. we've, I think we've sucked to a low enough level now. We can probably get out here. <laughs> we've beat this to death. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, this is the verbal limbo. We just get lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Until someone... That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. You're looking for trouble.